listening to the interview portion of Blood, Moon, Milk. I'm here with Amos and Malia Rifkin. Hello. Hi. And Amos is a, if you're in the alternative music scene at all whatsoever, you probably have seen a show that he's been part of or helped produce. Um, why don't you introduce yourself to people who haven't met you or don't know what you do? Um, I'm Amos. Uh been playing in the talk at the playing microphone. playing in drums around uh, Atlanta for mm, almost twenty years now, and uh, been running a, a promotions company in town called A Ripping Production for the last four, and uh, managed Memorial Tattoo down in Marland with my lovely wife, who Hello. tattoos. Um, and the reason why I really wanted to ask you on the show specifically was because you've been so involved in the music scene for so long and uh in a way um I feel like this podcast is kind of like a a modern version of a zine I used to put out which is how I met you originally what was it called again bloody piss so I feel like this is weirdly like yeah, it's bloody piss blood moon milk it's all the same it's, kinda... it's blood and like juices of some sort Delicious. yeah <laughs> um so I and that was a punk rock fanzine and um I met you because I had reviewed a record that wasn't even out yet and you sort of discovered my live journal account <laughs> because of that. And you're like, how the hell did you know about this record? Nobody knows about it except for the people who are on it. And I was like, oh, I know the people who are which, on the other band. Which record was it? It was a split that uh, a Adolph and the Piss Artist did with the Boils, I think. Man, I don't. Did that ever actually come out? I don't know. It might not have. Yeah, I've wow. I've wow. heard it. I knew about it. Um, and awesome. so, yeah, really uh, random. Vague uh, memories of that. Uh, yeah, blast from the past for sure. Yeah, and so uh, that um, meeting you definitely got me involved in the music scene, even though I'm not a uh, musician myself. I'm definitely, I have no rhythm or talent when it comes to music at all, but certainly an appreciator and more of a, I don't know, a curator, I guess you could say. Like, I think you all make up for it with the, the visual art uh, ability, which I t completely lack. So. I, I really hate the people who have it all, who can like, play any instrument and draw anything like you are too talented just go die please the, the yeah. guy that did uh, handle that much the guy that did uh, one of our our band's records uh albums was uh he's like a guitar player in another band and it turns out he's just like an absolutely incredible artist and he did I hate a, him he did an apprenticeship and now he's just like crushing tattoos i'm just like man you and he's like gorgeous too so oh, like, dude, come i hate on. him i wrong? don't even know him but i hate him <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, um, and Malia, you're a tattoo artist. I am. And so, um. Also gorgeous. <laughs> and I, I don't know you that well, so you're going to have to introduce yourself as well. Um, I know you, but I don't know you, like, super well. My name's Malia, and I live in Atlanta here with my husband. Yeah, I've been here for 
about almost 12 years now, and I moved here from San Diego. Yeah, and I started, I learned to tattoo, yeah, in San Diego, but I've, most of my career has been here in tattooing. Yeah, so I've been at Memorial Tattoo for 10 years now, and was at a shop in Decatur for about a year before that, yeah, until I found my home. <laughs> in 10 years, you could call it home. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and But you also do other stuff on the side, too. Like, you're not just a tattoo artist. Yes. I mean, I'm a well-rounded artist, I guess you would say. I like yeah. to do a lot of things. Yeah. So, but lately I've been doing uh, screen printing. Yeah. And I have a good handful of little designs that have been doing very well. What? gonna do that <laughs> she works under made by malia yeah i mean it's oh yeah by, you totally can plug yourself by yeah. the way like that's part of why you're okay. here yeah. yeah i mean that's uh, anyways yeah but yes i've been doing screen printing under made by malia yeah on instagram do you yeah. have your own uh screen silk screen press i do yeah yeah it's all by hand yeah i don't have like a workshop or anything necessarily but yeah but yeah i've been doing it for almost two years now i would say yeah I so. and i'm having a sale right now which is upsetting <laughs> but by the time you hear this it won't be a sale yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna it's, be a minute uh, until this one goes out it's been fun doing what I do. Yeah, I I did some silk screening uh, in another another life before um, my current job. I started my own company when I was twenty five and uh, did like motorcycle t shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got just sort of overwhelmed by the demands of people wanting different sizes and having to keep inventory of yeah. blanks so and you're used to the oh that's so cool can you make me something totally different uh <laughs> i i feel kind of bad the thing that kind of like killed it for me wasn't so much like what people wanted or didn't want because i just had what i had and it was like i'm not gonna make what you want yeah. that's basically where i'm at <laughs> um i'm gonna make what, what i do i want, want. <laughs> yeah cool ex- don't sorry <laughs> there's other people out there and yeah. you can go buy their stuff exactly. um but the i i got an order and I feel really bad about this, so I'm kind of apologizing, but I'm also sort of standing my ground, like, rather firmly. I got an order for, like, a bunch of shirts, like a size run of basically all of my designs for a new store that was opening up in somewhere. I don't know. Not not here, thankfully. <laughs> um, because uh, what happened was, like, I don't know if this guy was being honest with me or not, or if he was just trying to, like, game me. Mm-hmm. But um, he ordered, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 1500 bucks worth of shirts. This is a lot. It's, like, a big order for yeah, me to do as one person. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I made them, shipped them out, sent them to him. And then, like, Four months later, he was like, these shirts are like the silk, the ink is washing off when I wash them. And I was like, well, I wish you had told me sooner because there's nothing I can, I can't, it's been over 90 days since your order was shipped. And I really have no idea what's happened to those shirts in the 90 days that they've sat there. Um, So I'm really sorry that that happened, but I really can't help you. Sorry, dude. He was so mad at me. <laughs> I basically never talked to him again. I feel really bad about this, like, to this day, but that's, like, the... 
I don't know. Still no tough, tough call, you know. Like, yeah, you know. I wanted to help him, but at that point, the money he paid me was gone. Yeah. Like, pay, rent was paid or something, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but, it, like, I legit had no idea, like, what could have possibly yeah. done that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, did you know him well enough to make a... I didn't know him at all, yeah. He like, like, he just saw my stuff somewhere and emailed me and, like, wanted to buy it. it. Yeah. yeah, and so, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to, you know, get... Trying to hustle me. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like people... Did he send you pictures or anything? No. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so... Say. Yeah, that was... That put the, like, kibosh on <laughs> yeah. that for a little while. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but I really respect, like, a doing any sort of like personal initiative and like that's kind of what both of you do with I mean you you tattoo as well and that's like a whole other art form that takes an incredible amount of selfless form of art (laughs) yeah um and I never get to see it again sometimes like you create something and then gone it's gone Yeah. yeah I mean I even had a client one time message me that she needed to add back half of her tattoo and I was like what are you talking about did it f- she had had surgery and they had literally cut away half of her tattoo and I needed to replace it and what can you say you know of course uh, you have to like help it. yeah yes, this so. doesn't count as a touch-up yeah no, no it, it definitely did not but I mean it literally went out in biohazard trash <laughs> like oh, oh that sucks <laughs> Like I'd say that's the most selfless. I know. Oh, that sucks. Was it big? Oh yeah, it was huge. It went from her armpit to like her hip. Like holy cow, like, half of it. She had lost a lot of weight. I was gonna say she oh yeah, so she removed. was having some skin remove surgery. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a really crazy. good. Like, I was taken aback when she messaged me because I was like, <laughs> "That's a I've lot." Never heard that? Well, I've never heard of anybody having half of their tattoo cut away yeah like I've had people get in accidents yeah where it's like road rash or something but never literally like a straight line <laughs> half your tattoo is gone now <laughs> yeah I've heard sometimes in like surgeries like it won't line completely up yeah anymore they do after a pretty good job yeah I've seen a good I'm sure a lot of techs are tattooed now too mm-hmm. I've had people tell me that their doctors try to plan around their tattoos to not disrupt the tattoo like that's kind of them yeah like that's what the last time changed yeah the last time i was in the hospital i mean it's been a long time but basically like they cut the clothes off of me so like i would imagine like if there was something they really needed to get to they're just gonna like like go in there emergency but in a planned situation oh yeah i think (laughs) mine was definitely an emergency (laughs) it wasn't there was no planned cutting of clothes off yeah for me no. in that yeah, situation. Going, what I should do today. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, my I jumped out of a window um twice and twice? First yeah. time to yeah. cut it. No. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Wait, did you was the second time jumping back into the window? No. Or did you like I ran inside come up to the top of the slide again? Okay. Yeah. I'm like the biggest idiot in the world. Um basically I was bored and I was like I wasn't even on drugs I don't have that excuse at all I was just like bored and destructive and I was like if I can jump out the window 
I can sneak out like that. And so I was basically... Was that was practice? I was for 14. Out. Okay. Yeah. That actually makes more sense now. Like, I thought this was the recent hospital visit. I don't think I've had a recent hospital visit. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I don't think. Uh... Nope. Wisdom teeth, I think, was the last thing I did. Yeah. But that wasn't... Like, same. I think yeah. I had a mole removed. Maybe cavity. Yeah. But yeah. Root ru- canal. But nothing like this. This was... Like, I... The first time I, I landed in a holly bush and um, it like impaled me and I didn't realize it. And so I was all jumped up on like yeah. adrenaline and that's why I was like, that was awesome. And yeah. And so that's what I did. I ran upstairs and jumped out the window again. I missed the, a lot more that time. Yeah. That time I missed the bush and so it didn't break my fall and I broke my ankle. Uh, and then I realized... I like I went and was like motherfucker I did you have to tell your parents and stuff obviously if you were yeah well but the thing was my dad wasn't even home he was off at his birthday party (laughs) and why were you trying to I guess that makes sense yeah (laughs) when your parents aren't home to try to attempt your escape route (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much and then uh, the thing is like my friend was there with me and I was like uh, I I'm sure with the neighbors <laughs> they saw, saw, you. They <laughs> saw yep. you do it the second time. Like, okay, there's a neighbor girl. With that girl. <laughs> well, there she goes again. <laughs> Oh man! Um. Good job. I stuck out of the house many times, so I did not. I don't think I ever I think hurt maybe myself, like, but I think maybe once, maybe twice, but I definitely got busted both times. Well, so like the thing was, uh, I never had to sneak out of the house again after this because my dad was so pissed at the medical bills. He was like, "Just use the door." <laughs> nice of it, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, fine. <laughs> I mean, like, I the holly bush branch was about half an inch mm-hmm. to an inch wide that went between my Ow. ribs. Ow. Yeah. And then That's I had awful. a screw in my ankle for a year and a half. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. I would say just use the door, too. Be like, yeah. okay, whatever. Yeah. Paid. Yeah. <laughs> fine. Ooh, sorry, Dad. Out, <laughs> snuck back in, and my dad was laying in my bed, and when I came in the window... Oh, I my God. <laughs> You had the reverse reaction when you came in the window? Well, I was sneaking back in, and my dad was laying in my bed right under the window, so I literally landed on him, and he was like, we'll talk about this in the morning. Well, that's another way of uh, putting the kibosh of the the window hijinks. (laughs) So how did you get into tattooing? Uh, Do you want the long version or the short version? Give me the good version. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, my friend was going to get a tattoo and she asked the guy that was doing the tattoo, how do you get into it? Because my friend is a good artist and she's interested. And he basically said, yeah, call me up and we'll set up a time and you can come in. That's nice. Yeah. Most people are like, don't ever do it. <laughs> I found out later that they were actually looking for an apprentice. Oh, so cool. Perfect. Timing. For yeah. Them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I called him up. And then made an appointment, came in, he saw my artwork for, looked at it for maybe five minutes, and then, yeah, the other guys at the shop looked at it for about five more minutes, they went outside for five minutes, and they came back in, they're like, do you want to start tomorrow? 
I've been a tattooer ever since. <laughs> awesome. That's so, a... I mean, I had a portfolio, yeah, which was Were you an, an artist before? Did you go to art yeah, school before you became... I did, yeah. Okay, Yeah, cool. I have a degree in graphic design, so okay. yeah, I had a portfolio from that, which helped, because I told people I probably wouldn't be where I am without sure. that. Sure, yeah. I'd be like, sure, I can draw great. <laughs> like, I'll just have to take my word for it. <laughs> I very, very briefly worked in a tattoo shop before I went to art school, and I was yeah. a terrible artist yeah. then. Um, <laughs> Um, and I'd like to think I've gotten better since then, uh, but I, I think... I think your little illustrations are very cute. <laughs> thanks. I, I kind of use the Instagram for the podcast as, like, my rough idea sketchbook to yeah. where I'm like, here's a thing. It might not be great or perfect, but if I like it enough, maybe I'll come back and develop it yeah. more later. But like just them. because of the nature of it, of them being daily or Monday through Friday, really, I can't spend a ton of time on them yeah. and I have a life. So they like, sometimes they're really just <laughs> like little, <Good> yeah, <laughs> they're, not, they're not all masterpieces for sure. Sometimes I'm like, well, there are some crap. <laughs> and I think we all have those days. Yeah. I think that um, being consistent, though, is almost more important, though, than uh, being than being inspired sometimes, like just consistently working towards something. You're not going to be inspired every day, but if you're True. consistently working on something that has at one point inspired you, you're going to get further along the road. Then I can definitely say I'm not always inspired by every tattoo that I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still do it well. Yeah, of course. Do, but yeah, I'm not going to intentionally do a shitty tattoo on somebody because I don't feel inspired by it but yeah yeah it's not always these amazing works of art (laughs) no I mean and also like with your job specifically like you are you have a client that you've never met before who has very specific taste who you then probably have to talk out of terrible ideas and it's a large portion of conversations it's like you can't do this like or no this isn't possible or no this is going to look terrible yeah it's like 10 pounds of shit in a 5 pound bag yeah you've definitely worked at a tattoo shop if you were saying that yeah (laughs) yeah um not only did I work in one but I had worked next door to one for three years when I worked at Lucky Devil Holy Mother was inside our store and I heard Uh, all the horrible conversations like all day um but yeah I mean I've I've seen it. I've seen a lot, but not every girl that works at Liberty Tattoo right now has bought a shirt that I made that says don't be an asshole on it. And it is intended for the clients. (laughs) That's perfect for their own enjoyment. It's basically a billboard across their boobs that says don't be an asshole. (laughs) You know, I mean, sometimes being really direct still goes over people's heads though. Like people will be looking right at it and be like, don't be an asshole. Oh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. And you're like, (laughs) <laughs> really funny. <laughs> yeah. Don't be an asshole. Um, I think, like, well, other than getting fired from the tattoo shop that I worked at, um, I d- don't like touching strangers. <laughs> and you have to get really... Up close and personal. Very <laughs> intimate. It's a very intimate yeah. experience letting somebody yeah. stroke you with a needle. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you call it stroking. Yeah. I mean, like, when you wipe people down and I mean, stuff. I, I got my butt cheek tattooed on Monday, and I made sure to make it 
as unpleasant as possible for my artist just because I knew he had me, <laughs> you know, in a very compromising position. Yeah. yeah. Making jokes. Just mm-hmm. imagine there's lots of farts flying around, like, at that point. I've only had one person fart in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I was tattooing her lower back. It wasn't loud. It was a silent but deadly. Oh God! But and like we were sitting there, and I was like, oh. <laughs> that's she gotta be." Probably it too, right? She's yeah. probably like mortified. And, like doesn't know what to say. say like I didn't want to make her. I, you, I mean, I was already. You gotta. Her. You gotta say something, like Because I've. You she know. was really young. I wasn't about to uh. embarrass her, but. Was, was she alone or did she have friends with she her? Had friends with her. That's too. probably if she was alone, I I would imagine yeah. maybe Yeah. If I were in that situation, yeah. I like I would friends. say something, but in yeah. front of friends yeah. I don't they know. smelled it too, I'm sure. So, <laughs> it wasn't like overwhelming, but it was definitely like I, you totally farted in my face just now. <laughs> yeah, that's not good times. Mm, the no. dreamy life of a tattooer. <laughs> no, I mean I think that uh, what was it TLC whatever network did like the Kat Von D thing and then Miami Inc they have a lot to answer for as far as like glamorizing tattoo like the tattoo artist lifestyle and because it's really not like that I think they made people feel the need to spill every personal detail about a tattoo. Yeah. You know, because they think that's, you know, what tattooers want. Yeah, and they don't. I mean, I don't... I don't, they don't. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. can't speak for you, but, like, sometimes if it were me, it, I'd be like, I don't give a fuck about your sad yeah. person who died. I mean, yeah. sometimes context helps, you know, a lot. Yeah. But, like, yeah. sometimes the depths yeah. of, to which I hear these people going into is just like, dude, I don't Shut even up. know you. Yeah. I did have someone once send me an email wanting to get tattooed by me. They never told me what they wanted to get tattooed. Yeah, but the That's... email was literally a dating profile. It, I knew how tall she was, what color her hair was, what color her eyes were, how much she weighed, how many dogs she had, how old her dogs were, their names, what color was her favorite, clothes, blah, 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 like what kind of car she drove. Like I literally found out. Was she trying to like get you to find her a dude? Or I don't know what she was trying <laughs> like... to do. I think she thought if I knew every detail about her that I'd pick the magical tattoo that was meant to be hers and I was like I think you don't know how this works uh, yeah sometimes you just pick stuff out of a book yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, tell me what you want I can do that but I'm not going to read you and decide what you should permanently have tattooed on your body because you have blonde hair and blue eyes <laughs> like, it's a dolphin jumping over a rainbow on your asshole yeah. congratulations exactly. I, I would be a terrible tattoo artist I've just like skill aside I just have zero bedside manner for people in general like unless I find them like somehow something interesting about them I just have zero patience and no chill (laughs) and so I'm like fucking hate you bye like under my breath and I I like could not be nice to people for money yeah Yeah, I I have trouble doing it just like at the counter and I have to deal with a fraction of it that the artists do but you know I, I still have to go to them with your dumb idea and like sell it to them (laughs) yeah you're like the agent like that's working on behalf trying to i'll go in the back and be like hey you know 
who's up? And I'll be like, what you got? And I'll be like, I don't know, some dumb shit. Like, <laughs> that's what it always is. Like Tweety Bird. <laughs> At least the 90s are over. I don't know, Not man. Really. No? <laughs> Not really. I still do travel. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And everyone's got that one steady yeah. travel client that they can, like, rely on for just mindless Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Well, now, like, I feel like the new version of tribal is, like, that sacred geometry stuff that's, yeah. like, it's actually kind of cool looking, but it's I'm sure. Than yeah, better 90s tribal, for sure. Yeah, but I feel like it's going to have the same, like, people are going to look at it in 10 years, you know, and be like, oh, you were alive yeah. in 2018 getting tattooed kind of a thing. There are definitely telltale signs of specific Eras. Eras of tattooing, for sure. <laughs> like the bird, or the feather with the birds drifting away. That's very much it's a like, specific. It's like a Pinterest tattoo. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. What is that one? That means something, though. It's like, it's like a suicide uh, attempt. Mental person. health awareness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's something. Yeah. Something intense. I don't want to say it, but I mean, it's kind of a red flag of like, oh, this person has mental health issues. It might be difficult to deal with this person <laughs> if that's what they're wanting to get tattooed on them. It's I kind mean, of it's, like a like, like a calling card. So, some people like want to come in and just get like a simple, you know, font cut and paste one. But other people, you know, want to make it into a life story, which I get, you know, it's a meaningful thing. But I started having way more fun getting tattooed once I, like, stopped getting serious tattoos. Yeah. I have some really stupid ones, and the stupid ones are some of my favorite because they're stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's pretty much the case for anybody that's, you know, been getting tattooed long enough. You'll yeah. you'll start to have fun with it. I don't have many that have some deep meaning to them. Yeah, most are because they're fun, and I like them. And yeah, artwork is... Yeah, I wanted to get tattooed by that person, and that's what they do, and cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's always, like, the, the nicest or, like, the best sort of compliment you can give an artist is just to be like do something that you think you're like is good something that you're into definitely our favorite way to do tattoos for sure yeah i mean i appreciate getting ideas Mm because i don't know you and i don't know what you'd want on you forever so if you give me a general things that you like yeah i can make a cool tattoo out of it but yeah, yeah the nitpicky gets a little like okay like, this is not Burger King. Like, yeah. You cannot have it your way. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Amos, let's move into a little bit of what you do uh, with the music and the promotion side of things, because I feel like there's probably similar themes of dealing with the public and dealing with uh, personalities um, that can be challenging. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's not uh, it's not the easiest job. You know, it's not the most gratifying job, although it can be extremely gratifying uh, in many ways. Uh, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of repetition. But you know, I, it's something that my background as a musician and as an office drone prepared me for. So uh, I, I seem to. You know, being an office drone has its perks, I will say. Like, Don't you... let my boss ever find out that she was right about, like, learning Microsoft Excel will be, like, extremely helpful to my life beyond this office. <laughs> like, I hate using it because it proves her right every time I do it. But, man, spreadsheets, like, have really assisted me, like, 
keeping track of a lot of stuff. Same. Like, all of my financial stuff for the podcast is in a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. I've never used a spreadsheet. Well, you can draw. You don't have to. <laughs> you can just draw yourself $100 bills. <laughs> <laughs> this is for gas. <laughs> I wish. Where were you? Man, I figured that out a long time ago. ATM that takes original art or exposure as payment and spits out real money. Oh, I hate that. I hate when people are like, I'll pay you an exposure. It's like, you know, people die of exposure. There's, it's like the worst fucking thing you could ever ask to be compensated in. Yeah. Uh, like, don't, I don't accept that. You shouldn't accept that. Nobody should accept that. Mm-mm. The yeah. end. The Not end of rant on exposure. Enough. Not enough. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't pay bills mm-hmm. or, and it also like whatever. I don't care what art form it is. If people are like, oh, I'll give you exposure. I'll talk about talk about you. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll talk about how you ripped me off. Yeah. But like. <laughs> <laughs> really, uh, it devalues whatever it is that you're trying to become by giving it away for free. That being said, I make a free podcast. <laughs> I haven't drawn a paycheck from promotion stuff in the entire time I've been doing it, so I feel you. I haven't you. taken any money from my screen printing stuff. Yeah, you, I mean, if you're gonna like let something grow organically, you gotta like be willing to do the time and like put in the sacrifices and the hard work until. Yeah. gets to a point where it starts paying off. Yeah. I know. I think we're all three still waiting on that point. Yeah, we're all like, any day now, any day, right. now. <laughs> any day now. One of these days. One of these days, uh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, for me, the podcast, like, at first, I, I certainly had, like, grand ideas, um, but I realized, like, you have to sort of start with whatever it is that you're working with right then and there and just start going and then get a little bit better, get a little bit better, get a little bit better. Because if you wait until you're perfect, like, quote, unquote, perfect, there's no such thing as perfection, and it just it actually gets in the way of the creative process because you're second guessing yourself like every step of the way. So it's, it's better to like start and fuck up and fail and do that until you like learn how to not fuck up and learn how to get better, like with anything. Yeah. Tell us about your experiences in your haunted house uh, that we're we, now in. <laughs> when we first moved in, I walked past the the entryway to the upstairs, like the doorway to the stairway. Yeah, yeah. And when I walked past it... How did I not notice there's an upstairs, by the way, this whole time? I've been yeah. sitting, like, pretty much in yeah. front of the stairway. <laughs> yeah. It's, we don't really go up there much, but, yeah. It's the guest quarters. Yeah. <laughs> our guest, our ghost guest. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so I was walking guess. past, and... I just could have sworn that I saw someone standing at the top of the stairwell, like, in, towards the back, like, down the hall. Yeah. And I looked again, and there was nobody there, but that's not the first time I've ever had that happen. <laughs> yeah. And we the have had... The shop's haunted, too. The tattoo shop. The tattoo really? shop is haunted, and I, I had a similar experience where I thought I saw somebody, looked, and there was nobody there, but then had an experience where it was like, okay, yeah, that was definitely somebody. But this house, we've had three people stay here that have asked is this house haunted yeah and i'm like why and they're like i don't know i just get this feeling like there's nothing's happened i haven't been pushed on the stairs or anything you know like it's not well hopefully it's not a malevolent ghost yeah i think we would know we've lived here five years now i think we would know by now that's what lenore's meowing at every morning that's kind of what i there was just like a light flicker by the way like yeah just just i just think 
Maybe it was the lady of the house. Yeah. And she's just keeping an eye and look out over her house. Because I'm assuming that that would be where the master bedroom used to have been in this house. Mm. They updated the house yeah, and right. moved it downstairs. So I think it was her house. And I, when I am up there, I always make sure I tell her that I'm taking care of her house. <laughs> so It's probably not a bad practice. Yeah. I just let her know everything's fine. We're taking care of it. Don't worry. <laughs> we love your house. <laughs> Um, so that's an interesting phenomenon you bring up about, uh, thinking you see something out of the corner of your eye, but then like when you turn to look at it, not actually seeing it, um, as you can maybe imagine, I listen to a lot of weird shit podcasts and read a lot of books and apparently there's like something with the way the eye works and the way the eye focuses, like you can see auras better. Like if you're looking at people from the side versus straight on, it's like, and it works that way with like spiritual or ethereal entities as well. So if you're trying to look, right. don't look at them straight on, yeah. look at them like side from the side eye. Side eye. Yeah. Sure don't love that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, I don't know, something to, to just keep in mind next time you think you see something. Because mm. I swear I, I'm seeing stuff out of the corner of my eye all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, what was that? And I I do the same thing. I yeah. look and I'm like, <sighs> yeah. It's probably so. hard to remember that too in the moment because you want to yeah. see what you're looking at. <laughs> yeah, your react, your yeah. natural inclination is to focus and look directly at whatever it is you Not think ignore it. <laughs> might be there. Not like, wait a second. <laughs> and then like turn and give it the side eye inspection. It's just not a very natural response in any situation. So anything that you think might be like potentially uh, going to affect your immediate surroundings. Yeah, or like be a threat or yeah. like be like something unnoticed that you're then trying to reckon with. Mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, have you ever like had any experiences with ghosts? Like ones that you're like, that was a ghost. Um, yeah. When I worked at the masquerade, I saw some stuff upstairs where like, this is the old masquerade before it moved in case you're new to Atlanta and don't realize that it hasn't always been in underground Atlanta. Um, yeah, there was a couple times where, like, late, uh, you know, during near close, uh, after shows, we'd see someone, like, walk towards backstage and, like, go after them and would see them, like, going upstairs and we'd go up there and there was no one there, you know, and just doors opening and stuff like that, you know, super, super haunted down there. Good luck to the uh, mixed-use uh, tenants that they're throwing in there. Uh, yeah, I feel like that it is inevitable. So for anybody not from Atlanta who's listening, and we do have listeners like all over the world. Atlanta is a changing. Yeah. So the masquerade, the place that we were just talking about was a venue that had um, three levels, heaven, hell, and purgatory. And there was lots of shows there for decades, I guess, really. I mean, I don't know. When did it open? Do you remember? Uh, early 90s it was the uh, Excelsior Mill before that and it was like yeah it was a a mill um, before it became a a venue or a club Um, and for a long time we thought it was going to be safe because it was like a historic building 
like they couldn't tear it down and they developers finally kind of figured out a way to get around that by not really tearing it down but building on top of it and uh, so that's what he means by good luck I feel like every time I go outside I see a massive new building like what the hell where did this come from it's like every day there's something new like where was I oh over by Pont City Market yeah I noticed the new extension or whatever is happening next to it. Murder behind, Kroger. Yeah, behind that Kroger. Like, the giant set of windows back there. I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, That's what surprising. I heard was uh, Kroger got frustrated with Atlanta because we nickname our Krogers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not the only town to do that, though. Apparently we are. No, I, I know people up in like Knoxville that they, they name their Krogers. Oh really? Oh yeah. Um, because well, we had T-shirts made and had like a protest. Like so the the uh, the two Krogers that were most beloved, or at least nicknamed, uh, was a Disco Kroger, um, which used to be a disco before it was Kroger, and then. Like, people would be there after hours in, like, club wear in the 70s. Because it was, like, one of the first Kroger's. It was right near, I think, Club Rio, maybe, down uh, Piedmont and... uh, Maybe. I've heard... Piedmont and Ponce. Yeah, yeah. I've heard stories of people roller skating there, like, at Kroger, like, in disco shorts and, like... (laughs) just bopping around. I'm like, that sounds like a wild time at Kroger. Why is that a bad thing? And then Murder Kroger sadly really did earn its name because multiple people had been murdered there. Um, and even after they like rebranded it, they painted a mural. They tried to rebrand it as Beltline Kroger. So it's, you know, Atlanta's glorified sidewalk. Um, that you can go walk around on, you get there from that Kroger. But like, the week that they unveiled that mural was when the last guy got murdered there and it was like I don't I I don't want to make fun of it because it's really sad that anybody it was a really shitty situation but it's just sort of like that place had its name for a reason yeah you know yeah or um yeah um I that was a weird day. I was like nearby when that happened. And when did this happen? Uh, I want to say maybe like four years ago, okay. something like that. Yeah, and then it wasn't it, long before it closed. Yeah, it was pretty much the nail in the coffin. They were like, damn it. Like, it was never really the Kroger, it was like the other building in that lot that, like, yeah, Camillies and, uh, yeah. The, the Ford restaurant. factory yeah. lofts, yeah, Model there used Ts. To, there used to be a, uh, like a cool, I don't know if it was a bar, but it seemed to be like a coffee shop downstairs. Uh, There's a bar there called Model T's, which is still there, which is like... Downstairs? Yeah. it's. I went there not long ago, and I was like, wait, well, how have I not it. ever been here before? It's like a weird, almost punk rock bar. Yeah, that I didn't even know existed. Bunch of Dragon Con people. Uh, At least that's what it, it was like when, when I went there. Was it during Dragon Con, or was it just where the people were? No, like, it was like... Just full of basement dwellers? No, but like the kind of people... <laughs> Sorry go, if you're really into Dragon, Dragon Con or anything out there. I haven't been in a number of years, but it's always a fun time. I think the last time I went was around the time you lived in that house off Moreland. Like, I remember crashing a bunch of parties at Dragon Con one year. 
yeah. probably about 10 years ago. They've really, like, nailed down yeah. the uh, invading hordes on that place now. Yeah, like, you need you, a badge to get anywhere yeah, near it now. Just, like, sneak in and, like, go hang out in the hotel even, I don't think. Yeah, I tried, and they were like, ma'am, 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 and I was like, damn it, nothing's Surely fun anymore. you're not referring to me. <laughs> I was like, how dare you call me ma'am? <laughs> like half your age. <laughs> Let me be a scoundrel. Just miss. <laughs> Mademoiselle, <laughs> not married. So we can talk about astrology. And um, so I looked at your charts a little bit. And Malia, I looked at yours first. And the thing that stood out the most was um, your Virgo, which I think is kind of unusual for an artist. Um, But not, it's not a bad thing at all because. the there's one other artist I know who has their son in Virgo who is also like really successful. So I'm starting to think that Virgo as your son like just means you're gonna be like on the ball about whatever it is you decide to do versus like being especially into one thing or another because um, it's like the sign of like doctors and healthcare professionals a lot of times, mm-hmm. um, people who have to have a lot of uh, book learning and may have like sort of mundane jobs but are kind of relatively important to the existence and smooth running of society Mm. sort of like the um the telltale like traits of virgo other than being like super organized and on the ball i'm very organized and i tell my clients all the time that i'm sorry i'm a perfectionist like this has to be perfect you're a list maker it's yes definitely i'm also a list maker definitely a list maker but I mean, I don't think being a perfectionist is a bad thing in a tattoo artist. No, no, I think <laughs> Not that's for the style that I I do, anyways. Yeah, how would you describe your style for people who like? I typically, it's... the best descriptive word is that it's illustrative. Yeah, it yeah. has its own. It's very like flowing to me. Like, yeah, it, there's not a lot of like super. Uh, angled lines you know there's a lot of like soft curves yeah Mm -hmm. cool it's definitely more feminine too for sure and then um amos i looked at your chart and the thing that i that stood out the most was you had a lot of uh a lot of placements in cancer um thank you and which i think is kind of unusual for uh for anybody, but I think especially knowing you, I'm surprised um, that it's... Uh, but I, the next episode that comes out, which will actually be the last full moon episode when this interview comes out, um, so it'll already be out there, but um, it was all about the cancer full moon, so just like kind of a deep dive into what makes cancer cancer. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it was interesting doing the uh, doing the research for it because I'd done the research before for the new moon uh, episode, but I I wanted to go in a little bit in more depth about uh, like why cancer is considered to be so like nurturing and emotional and um, 
it was it was really interesting actually it like had a lot to do with greek mythology and hercules and um the goddess hera their feud was really like interesting information and then like it all kind of came together so basically hera was sort of like felt threatened by hercules because Zeus like fathered him from another woman basically and so she like got all like sort of ruffled and protective and just decided decided to make it her mission to make his life hell um even from the point of him being a baby um so it's sort of like unreasonably aggressive um but it comes from a place of wanting to protect her home life and I feel like that's the point. Like, that's the key to cancer is, like, cancer can be, like, really warm and really nurturing and really kind and really patient. But at the same time, if you're trying to fuck their shit up, yeah, hell no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He stands up for himself, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But it's usually protecting something. That's yeah, really it's not necessarily accurate. a bad thing. Yeah. It's just like yeah. something to be aware of. I thought the myth, the way the mythology story tied in with the sign, mm -hmm. Hera actually sent the crab to like snap at Hercules during another fight, mm -hmm. and then he, like so that's how it became the representation of all of those ideas. Um, yeah, I, I was like, well, <laughs> then, story. yeah. yeah. Um, so those were the two. Those are like the two personal things that stood out. Um, was you have a lot of Cancer, and but both of you have a lot of um, Libra energy as well. I think your moon is in Pisces, so more, yeah. more emotions. Um, but I'm a mess, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We all are. Oh, your Pluto's in Libra. Well, I thought it was something else. Anyway, um, I could talk about your... You'd mentioned that... Uh, the relationship the, one? Oh, yeah. If you yeah. Want. You'd mentioned, too, like, that uh, I, I was a very, like, dark cancer. Oh, too. yeah, because your, your son is in your 12th house, um, which is all about death and it's ruled by Pluto um, ah. and it's so like anything hidden or dark or anything that's related to the underworld um, really intense emotions uh, all of the, the light nurturing like feminine aspects of cancer kind of get cut in half by the way uh Pluto's working there in that in that twelfth house placement on your sun sign, so it's it's like it explains a lot. Like knowing you, you're not like a lot of cancers are really like light and happy and bubbly, and then like if you cross them, oh shit, you're like just very dark in general. I've gotten that a lot. You don't say. <laughs> Um, but uh, the thing that I did for you guys, um, so basically the synastry readings that I do and the relationship interpretations, I just take um, each person's natal chart and then there's a mathematical formula to find midpoints for each of the placements. So it's um, it's kind of where you two meet in the middle on different things. I was wondering how you got that information because I was like, yeah. is this based off of 
like the day we met or it's like... based on your natal chart. So the same information that I use to do your individual reports mm-hmm. is the same information that I use to do the combined reading. Okay. And it's really more like a baseline for how to navigate things like um, arguments or misunderstandings, but also how to better communicate and insight as to like where people are coming from. So with that introduction. By the way, side side note, uh, you were actually there the day we met at Thunderbrook's party. Was that the day that you guys met? That's awesome. I remember being there. Yeah. I met you that day. Yeah. And then I never saw you. Like, I did not never saw you, but like, I didn't see you again for a long time. Yeah, it took him a while to woo me, for sure. Dude, I was trying. How did that happen? I want to hear, because I was there. That's so awesome. (laughs) But like, Uh, it took uh, about five months before we went on our first date. So we met at that birthday party, and I was not looking at him that way. Yeah, but he said he knew pretty much instantaneously that. Yeah, when, when, like, you and I were one of the only people early for the for the party like there weren't very many people there when we showed up and yeah. uh, I think like we got like a picture played ski ball or something but like not like the two of us but like throughout the group yeah, yeah. and uh, I was like man who is that <laughs> uh, well and I thought you were dating somebody so <clears throat> I was definitely yeah I didn't know that though I only knew the female side of that <laughs> and <laughs> it was I thought that you were, so I was certainly not looking at you like sure. that guy, you know. Yeah, you're not yeah. trying to poach somebody's. Yeah, but yeah, he, he would had a different idea about that relationship, and so he was <laughs> more open to looking to other places. Yeah. Well, after that, uh, we kept winding up in the same place, like at the same time, hanging out with the same people, and like kept winding up. Uh, like it, he stalked my friend's Facebooks. So no, no, don't like know before, what we were going to do. No, and that's a that, like, uh, He also got invited. It wasn't. Yeah, like people, people were inviting me. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. I yeah. think people knew though that you were trying to get to know me and be around more. So I think people facilitated his invitation to things that I was going to be doing. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it, it took me five months. Yeah. And uh, it, I tell people we were out on the lake and I was scoping him out with my sunglasses on, you know, trying to like, <laughs> eye him down. I love but it. Not yeah. Stare at him, you know? And uh, yeah. Give him that side eye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Side eye. I told him yeah. it was. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Maybe that explains what happened next. So yeah, I was kind of giving him side eye and yeah, scoping him out. And I swear to people, it was like a flash of lightning, and it was like I got hit over the head of, "Hey, dummy, you like this, dude?" Yeah. And it was just like that. And it literally was a flash of light, though. Like I have a tattoo with a lightning bolt Aww, going that's a awesome. for the day that that happened. But yeah, <clears throat> the next week we were in a group text, yeah, deciding whether or not to go to the lake because it was raining up there and we weren't sure if we wanted to do it. And we basically decided, no, we're not going to go do it because it's raining. It's not going to be fun. Well, yeah. everyone else bailed is how and I remember then, it. Like, yeah. we, and we had backup plans to like all get together and have like a like a little brunch party or whatever um, uh, and yeah. everyone else bailed on that too and uh 
Well, so he texts me maybe five minutes after we decided we weren't going to do anything and said, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I said, I don't know, laundry? <laughs> and Sexy. he was like, do you want to go get lunch? And I was like, sure, why not? And that was our first date. And we literally have been pretty much together every day since then. It was, uh, Other it was, than it was right before... It was, I think it was like the weekend before I was going on tour, and it was that, that like Thursday, no, Friday we were leaving, because Thursday was the Claremont show, and I was like, this is my last weekend in town, like, I want to, you know, have some fun on my last day off before we leave, uh, and that's kind of how I phrased it to her, and instead of being like, hey, okay, <laughs> it, We hung out from like two o'clock that afternoon till like three in the morning that day like our first date was I think it was it was, it was reasonable anything, I think it was it was like midnightish maybe I remember it being pretty late like I think I it was know, like it was like noon to like 10 or something it was a long day for sure but it didn't feel like it like we didn't want it to end kind of thing yeah that's really sweet but, went yeah. got Mexican yeah. food <laughs> beat her ass in bowling <laughs> and then uh, walked around you're a good bowler I forgot I didn't know that and he took me bowling on our first date and I keep saying it's like we met at a bowling party but I, I was the only one that had my own ball <laughs> paying attention to whether or not you had your own ball. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really random thing to know yeah, or have. So our first date, we go bowling, and he's got his own shoes and his own ball, and he gets out of his car with that, and I'm like, uh, what? What? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You have your own shoes and own ball. Like, yeah, and then proceeded to kick my ass. <laughs> but I kicked his ass in the pool, and he almost missed it <laughs> like a week or two later. So I, I felt good about myself. That's good. <laughs> Some dude ran across the bar and high-fived me for the shot that I made Yeah, that he was not paying attention to. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It was pretty Just awesome. trying to play it cool, you mm-hmm. know. Your food had just come. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good way to get distracted. Oh, food? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, some dude literally ran across the bar and was like, holy shit, I can't believe you made that. And high-fived me. I was like, at least somebody was fucking paying attention. Yeah, that's I awesome. I was proud of the shot. <laughs> you didn't see it at all? What did you do? I want to know. It was some like, crazy, like, bank shot. I just, like, turned was, around to get, like, like a there were, like, fry or something, you know? along the wall, and I hit the one and knocked it and knocked my ball in like so that's a good shot yeah that's a very solidly good shot yeah it has to be like just right you know it's a very virgo thing yeah (laughs) i i definitely use geometry when i play pool for sure yeah yeah yeah. interesting very mathematical in my head for sure it's not like where you see in movies like numbers flashing in front of people or anything but i can just see the lines i guess not the numbers that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Should have gone pro. <laughs> I drink too much when I pool. <laughs> and then I'm really shitty. <laughs> I'm not good at pool at all. Yeah. Uh, I played recently at like a... Oh, I had a work holiday party and my office rented out Dave and Buster's. Oh, I've done wow. that for an office party. Tattoo yeah. shop office party. <laughs> it was all right. Yeah, we had a good day. Yeah, I, I like we got there and everybody ran to like the video games and stuff, and I was like, nobody's playing pool. I don't like video games. I just want to play pool and drink. Yeah. But we're not allowed to drink, so I just stood there and soberly played pool, and it was weird. <laughs> 
It was okay. I got out of work early. Yeah. (laughs) Can't complain too much. Yeah. I was much better at pool when I was younger, but I still enjoy playing pool. Yeah. But my friend and I used to get accused of, like, trying to take advantage of, like, old biker dudes in a biker bar when I was underage. You were hustling? (laughs) Yeah. Like, they they really thought that we were. And I was like, dude, I'm fucking 19. Like, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not fucking hustling anybody. (laughs) Like, we just know how to play pool. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to buy me a drink, that'd be awesome. (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, we definitely used to kick some ass and take some names on the dirty old bikers <laughs> i love it yeah i wish i was good enough at anything to be able to do that although i'm good at attracting really old biker dudes um there's something about me that just makes them like go into heat or something i went out for a ride a couple weeks ago the last nice day like maybe about two weeks ago um has been kind of miserable here five million months ago yeah I took my I just have a little moped uh like mb5 that I ride these days that I just like the most non-committal bike in the world but it's just enough to get around town and have fun on um but I went to go get a cup of coffee at Brother Moto, and this old dude acted like he knew me, which I know that's a con. And I was like, <sighs> but he was so good at his con, I could not get rid of him. He was so, like, stuck to me. Um, he was texting me selfies by the end of the day and, like, wanting selfies from me. And I was like... Uh, I just have to ignore you. But the selfie he sent looked like it was taken on a real camera in the 70s, and he looked like Lemmy. (laughs) And no. (laughs) It was bad. But, like, that's the only guy, like, the kind of, only kind of guy I pick up, (laughs) like, inadvertently. Like, not not one I would ever date. Like, you know. But what did you guys think of the the, um, the relationship reading? Mm. Yeah. What was that like reading? What was the experience like? It's overwhelming because there's a lot of information and yeah, it's a ton of information. It's like it's 30 lot. pages or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was a lot to take in. I felt pretty gung ho in the beginning and I probably got like three or four pages in and was like, whoa, I just got hit with a ton of information and kind of skimmed the rest and looked for some good parts. <laughs> Not that it was so all kind bad of by any means. read no. good parts out loud yeah. to me. Well, oh, really? Yeah, there so were a good amount of good parts. I was, sure. I was kind was of like planning to ask you what the best way to approach it was other than like just kind of like you can read it out loud to each other that's fine i won't be mad about that (laughs) just like just talk about it i mean like yeah yeah i'm curious to to get into that because i think it was kind of late ish when i saw that Mm -hmm. come through yeah we were getting ready for bed we certainly weren't trying to like study our future <laughs> <laughs> holy shit spoiler alert I don't know that it's like so much your future because it's not projecting anything that's going right, to happen though. it's not it's not an event it's really yeah. the astrology and the energy between the two of you and just yeah. how you work together on a daily basis it's not it like seemed, the parts that I did read and the, the skimmed parts as well seemed very accurate like it definitely yay I That's could cool. see those things yeah. in our relationship for yeah. sure. What was the, yeah. the part about like 
you have like a much more interesting set of friends together than you would have ever had on your, your own. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. good. That's a good one yeah. to have. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool little one because like we both were like, well, yeah, like I would never hang out with a bunch of metalheads. Like that's not really yeah. my thing. And I wouldn't be backstage at the Earl on a Tuesday night at one o'clock in the morning. Like that's just not my thing. I'm yeah. definitely a homebody. Yeah. Uh, and then I work in a tattoo shop. And so now he's yeah. like got way more tattoos since we met and which you know working at a tattoo shop will do that too but yeah yeah. but yeah I mean he's and my just overall set of friends too not just tattoo shop friends like they're definitely those friends are definitely unique yeah as well I don't know but yeah I thought that's a good one to have yeah I thought that was a cool little part that we picked out from it for sure yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, there you go. I mean, there's a lot of info, information there, and I think it can be overwhelming, but I, maybe I'm just used to reading a lot, and I, yeah. I read those things really quickly. It takes yeah. me like 10 minutes. I think I was trying to digest it, too. And, yeah. You know, like, yeah, you don't want to just like... It. Yeah. Like recite it in your head once through and like be it, you know, you want to yeah. kind of like take it in, absorb it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see like, that. Are, are there any like particular sections that like correspond to? you know different um it's main, personality yeah or, totally it's like uh the way you take action on doing things is sort of dictated by mars mars is the planet of action um we had a lot of cancer in it yeah i noticed as we like as i was skimming through, <laughs> there was like overpowering an, oh, an amount of cancer, amount of cancer in there. i was just like well jesus <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think so. That's the sort of like, and then there's the, the moon is the way you, your emotions work together. Like your relationship emotionally. Um, your son is like who you are as a couple. I was surprised to see that both sun and moon were in cancer. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. You should check out the next episode. It's all about cancer. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys are into this at all. Like I really, so I kind of, other than people who I've met through the podcast, I really don't promote this much in my personal work, like or personal profiles or anything. Cause I, I guess I'm sort of shy and I wanted to see if anybody would listen to it or give a shit at first, you know, instead of like asking everybody like this thing, but like, so I just sort of, sort of did it in secret <laughs> I mean like like I said when when I, I listened to the, the episode it was like way more engaging than I thought a podcast about something that I knew very little about would be really so, like, that's yeah, a good call yeah. yeah I listened to it you know, before work the other day yeah yeah it was really fun to listen to yeah it was the Sagittarius moon one yeah that was yeah. the most recent episode yeah. so yeah. oh that's so cool and I like the music happy choice birthday, too by the way what's that <laughs> happy birthday oh thank you <laughs> no thank you that's so sweet of you uh that's the funny thing about doing this like you start to know everybody's birthday, like, <laughs> like kind of, and you just you're always telling people happy birthday because they're it's like sort of your job to know that everybody's birthday, <laughs> like in a way. Um, but uh, thank you, and I'm so glad you listen and like the show. And yeah, I've told a number of people that I think would be into it, and they've they've given some good feedback too. 
Awesome. I, um, I'm getting a new editor. He's already sent me the next episodes. That seems to go, so far it's going really well and i um, excited to have another person on board. I've been doing everything for the last few months and I loved it, but I need to be able to start growing this in a way. And if there's a way I can bring him on board, even part-time or something, like just to help edit with the episodes, make sure the quality is better than what I can do on my own. Um, and also, um, yeah, you know, just start to grow a little bit. Um, I'm excited. It sounds, the sound quality is so much better. I'm really sick in the next episode, guys. You're going to hear all my snuffles, but, um, I'm like the quality in general just sounds a lot better, a lot cleaner and not so like blanket 40. (laughs) So I'm excited. I'm really 2019. This is the last, or this will be the first episode of 2019. It'll be the first episode of the year. Mm. Happy new year. Yeah. Do you have any, (laughs) yeah, that's right. Do you guys have any new year's plans since I should have done any amount of research at all before coming to this interview, by the way, (laughs) like I just am now realizing, Oh, it's the first one of the year. I can use that. Um, it's been, it's been, you know, pretty organic, you know, conversations. Yeah. Before. I like it. That's what I like. I, yeah. I don't like to have a ton of questions because I don't like to know where the conversation's going to go. But now and then it's good to have, like, some jumping off points <laughs> if you're like, uh, and next thing. Um, but, yeah, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Have you thought about that yet? Mm-hmm. I know we're recording in December, but... Yeah, no, I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Start thinking about it. Have an answer in five minutes. What <laughs> about you? I've been trying to... to uh, play a lot more drums and just kind of use that vehicle to help get myself back into shape a little bit more and yeah. evolve a little more healthy habits in the new year continue like this recent you have a new band that you're playing in too don't you uh yeah do you yeah. want to talk about that at all i mean uh sure uh i just started playing drums with this uh band deceased which is a pretty big deal to me and the way it came about was like very serendipitous and like it, it felt like some very heavy forces at work kind of stuff how how i found myself in this situation do you so, want to talk about that at all uh, whatever you're, you feel comfortable with if there's if there's anything that comes up that you don't want to include you just tell me to cut it i'll cut it um i don't know i almost feel like it's, it's like a whole other episode on its own like just because like we can do that I don't know. We can definitely do that. Um, just say, well, do you have any hopes about, so you're starting a new band and there's a big story that we'll, we'll investigate in the future, I'm sure. Uh, the, the, the short version is uh, we went on tour with this band last summer and uh, you know, developed a really you know, quick bond with them and their drummer passed away in a really tragic event. And, uh, I, uh, he was a big fan of ours and, uh, but it was mutual though. Like you guys were really like each other's fans kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we, we both like, you know, we were the drummers obviously got to connect on the road, you know, we are doing the Lord's work back there. So, uh, and you know, to, to us, it's like a crossword kind of proud to bear, but like, it's a, it's a big bond for us, especially on like you know, tours with other bands. It's, it's fun to, to get to know these kind of people. Um, but he, uh, 
he passed away, unfortunately, like right before their new uh, record came out, and uh, he was wearing our shirt uh, on on the like the band photo of the new album, and like he was wearing your other band's shirt. The, yeah, your, yeah, and yeah. Um, and uh, he, I don't know, like it, it felt like he was kind of just like haunting me for the next few days and like I that's a good ghost story like feeling kind of compelled to reach out to the band and uh, offer to help them out because I knew like they were in a tough spot where it was too soon to think about like replacing a guy that wasn't you know yeah had they hadn't even had time to mourn yet but at the same time like their record came out the next day and uh, you know I, I knew they weren't really in a spot where they could afford to lose that momentum yeah, uh, professionally. Figure, figuring yeah. out what comes next. So I, I wrote him like a like a long letter about how like it felt like you know I kept seeing this picture of him everywhere uh, that was like announcing the new record and his passing in the same breath, and it felt like just like yeah, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, it was real heavy. And then uh, when I uh, I got the phone call after they got the letter, yeah, they offered me the gig outright and uh, said that they'd already been like kicking my name about but were kind of wondering how it was gonna work out with me being in Georgia and then being kind of in the DC Virginia Philly area uh, but you know they got this letter from me and you know kind of knew right away that I was feeling the same thing that they were feeling and uh, he's uh, he told me that um, you know after our last date on tour he uh, they wrote back and said, like, hey, man, like, if anything ever happens to me, you need to hit this dude up. Like, That's amazing. So basically they had been told to call you if anything had happened yeah, to him. Like, he had given his blessing for Amos. Wow. Almost like he knew this oh might happen. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, he was young and healthy. Ooh, I just got, like... Yeah. It it, was it's weird. really, like... It's it's tough to to talk about, like, because it's such, like, a heavy thing, like, because I've never heard anybody talk like that, and then, you know, three months later, you know, they're gone. Yeah. Uh, And so, the fact that I felt, I felt it so strongly, like, right after it happened is is kind of, like, a weird feeling, because I've never really been the middle of forces at work like that. Yeah. So, it's incredible. You know, it's it's a big deal for me to kind of... carry on this dude's you know legacy and honor it and you know help these guys continue their their life's work you know they've been a band for i think 36 years 35 years like so uh you know it's a big it's a big deal for me to like get involved with a project that's been that established you know and they're they're you know definitely more of a well-known commodity than any of my bands have ever been in the past so it's like but it's, it doesn't feel like an opportunity in any way because it's it's just like such a heavy yeah thing, it's like you know? preordained destiny sort of stuff at work. Yeah, so I've been working hard at, at trying to nail all these songs. You know, we're flying up next month. Uh, and when when is this gonna? Uh, January. Okay, so in mid January, I'm going up there for my first rehearsal and like. I'm going to be needing to have all the songs, like, nailed by yeah. then. So I've been working really hard on trying to whip my doughy ass back into shape, you know, because it's, it's really fast and it's really, like, hard-hitting. And But i got to do it. Clearly, i got to do it. Can you um, can you suggest a song that we can play for to play us out at the end of this interview? That's one uh, of theirs that we could use? 
Yeah. I'll give um, them credit, put them on the Spotify, whatever. You can use something off the new album because it's got our buddy Dave on it awesome. on drums. Uh, but you can play the shivers. But okay. it's off of the new album, Ghostly White. So. I will make sure that happens. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Yeah. Um, where can people find you um, if they're looking to check out what you do on the internet, if they are interested in all, anything that we've talked about today? Uh, I work at Memorial Tattoo, so Memorial Tattoo in Atlanta. I also work there, but in a much less interesting way. <laughs> all right. And I do have my own website also, which is maliareynoldstattoo.com. Perfect. Another way to see my screen printing stuff yeah. as well. Yeah, awesome. Um, I should start. I'm going to try to be better about sharing people, like cross-promoting people's stuff. So if you guys want to send me a picture or anything I can use in social, it'll be like, go check out these people that are on the episode. Like, I can cross-promote you there. Okay. Yeah, cool. I definitely plan on post, reposting you on my pages, too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> be like, look, Ma, I made it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> um, well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is the deceased with the song The Shivers that we were talking about on the episode. Enjoy and have a great full moon. Oh.